Welcome to the Cosmic Circle, the official podcast for thecosmiccircus.com. I'm Isla Ruby, and this is episode 41 of our little podcast. I'm so excited to talk with you guys today. We're venturing into the stylish and high-octane world of the John Wick Cinematic Universe. Can it call that at this point? I think maybe there's some movies and upcoming shows. Um, I'm joined by my two of my very favorite people, a special guest, John and Vic, and I just learned that they've never met each other outside of Discord. So this is their very first podcast together. Yes, very first time. Yeah. Yeah. So excited. Hello, everyone. So who are you guys? Where can they find you? I am uh, John Dodson, and you can find all my reviews, well, part of my reviews, at the Cosmic Circus. And I'm Vic. You can find me on Twitter at Eridrexalke and at Blue Sky uh, at Eridrex. Are we all on Blue Sky now? I don't. I know the codes have been going out. I, I don't so. know what the alternative is yet. I am uh, also on Blue Sky, but I don't know my uh, handle. So. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel feel the same way. All right, we'll so figure I, it out. I didn't mention it yet, but there are going to be spoilers on this podcast, as is the case with all of our cosmic discussions. So prepare your underworld coin. Listening to this podcast means that you are accepting the blood oath that there will be spoilers. Um, Okay, so I think that the John Wick saga, and I'm just jumping straight into this, can be summed up um, kind of as a warning. And I kind of bingoed you guys earlier about this, and I really can't wait to hear um, what you guys think um, the whole saga can be summed up as. So I think it can be summed up as, you know, don't get between a man and his dog. I think that is John Wick. So what do you think? Um, I I can't really, I'm not a good impersonator, but I'm going to try to do a Keanu impersonation. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I love one, it. One very long, yeah. He's the <laughs> only perfect, person. Perfect. He's the only person who can say yeah, just in that manner. It's just it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he has he has to say yeah every time. Every single yeah. project. Does somebody There's have a, a running count of how like how many times that's done? There has to be someone, like a counter out there. I'd say about a hundred at least. <laughs> Vic, how about yeah. you? Well, all I have to say is don't mess with Keanu. Every single project, don't mess with Keanu. Either it's Matrix, John Wick, Constantine, Speed, don't mess with Keanu. His or 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 Bill and Ted. Yeah. Even there. Even there. Don't mess with Keanu. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> you don't know what you're up for. He's like the iconic action hero at this point. Um, I was in thinking about this podcast, I, you know, was trying to figure out, okay, well, which this is John Wick 4, but you know, the Matrix has occupied a huge part of um like culture, right? So which like, you know, and I know we're jumping a little bit in this our little podcast prep thing, but do you guys think that Keanu um like which has been a bigger impact for him is it is he john wick or is he you know neo 
Which one? Do you want to take the lead or should I take? Well, which one? Go ahead. I have to think about it. <laughs> so, so before we did this podcast, I've been watching all four movies all week long. Um, I have also seen The Matrix trilogy, you know, back when it came out. I'm also an apologist for Matrix 4. Oh, I, yes. this is another podcast right here. I feel like we need to get into yeah. this. I thoroughly enjoyed Matrix 4. I I know people have their, you know, their nitpicks about it because it's not what they thought it would be, but I'm a defender. That being said, I think... Personally, after watching all four films over again, that John Wick might be the best action franchise like right now Mm -hmm. in modern cinema. It's consistent. when When you're watching it, it flows like all the way through. It's got a beginning, middle, and an end, and never stops being great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like when I got the number four last night, I was just so like in awe the way you just like it builds and it builds and it builds. Like from John McQuan to number four, like the way you break, like Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Have any have any of y'all watched Breaking Bad? I have. It is, it, it it's peak television. You know, it changed everything. <clears throat> it's very comparable, where just like each sequel, just capitalizes on itself to the point that it just goes like bombastic it's yeah i think john wick is better more consistent more uh cohesive and i think the older it gets it's gonna age like a fine wine at the continental so (laughs) that's that's my thoughts anyway dick what do you think yeah i have to say that about the Matrix, I also like Matrix Matrix Four. Uh, I I am very very fond of Matrix because it came out a month before I was born. So <laughs> so so I have to love Matrix even if I want to, if I even if I don't want to. Uh, but I love it. And when it comes to John Wick, uh, in Poland we have those, uh, f- we have this funny description for movies like John Wick 1, for example, because when I've watched uh, John Wick 1 for the first time, I felt like it was a action movie, uh, like a really good action movie, but not that good. And we have those kind of movies uh, in Poland. We, we call those kind of movies in Poland uh, when they uh, show them on Monday, each Monday at 8 p.m. There are movies with Steven Seagal, oh. uh, with Jason Statham. There, there, those are those kind of action movies that they shown, and I felt like John Wick was this kind of movie, like you know, 
just to give people some action. It doesn't matter if it's good or not, but in this case, it felt good. And when I finished watching it, I felt like it has a really good potential, like a really big potential to be a better movie with each with each new part. And I have to say, when the part two came out, it was okay for me. Like it was the same level as the first one. I don't like the third one as much as I like the previous ones. It was just kind of something different for me. I didn't expect something like this, but. My favorite one is part four, because it's like, wow, it's like really, really, really good action movie. I I don't think there's a thing that I didn't like there. Like, everything works. Like, if you think about changing something, it won't work, but it works that way. And especially the cast, oh my God, the cast action scenes. Oh, I love it. I love that they hired you know, not that popular actors to play major roles in this movie, like Clancy Brown, for example. Uh, I love it. So I like the whole franchise. I love uh, John Wick 4 the most. The second one is number one and number two and number three. But I have to say, I have to agree with John that it's right now it's the best action movie franchise or whatever you want to call it it's yeah it's really really good i wish we if had I may... sorry oh no i was about to say if i may follow up on that um i concur with number three um number th- i actually like you know when number three starts it's got an amazing not like amazing not fight mm-hmm. but somewhere like in the Second act, I fall asleep. Oh, for some reason, yeah. Well, it's, that's it's, that's it's, bad. It's, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good movie. It's still good. Like I think it's, you know, it's like, um, how do you say? It's the least of the favorite cousins. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it's still a great movie, but it's like not as great as the other four. Well, I mean, the other three. <clears throat> so, I echo your sentiment on that. Although I do love, I do love number two. I think number two has a really good um, uh, uh, silencer, silencer fight. They're like, uh, they're walking through a subway, and it's just two guys from a distance, like shooting silencers at each other in a crowded area. It's completely absurd. It makes no sense. And I don't care (laughs) at all. It's so good. Anyway, go on. All of this requires like suspending, suspending your disbelief, right? If you think too much about like why why are there so many assassins everywhere in the world you know if you if you think too deeply about it and don't like get into the nitty-gritty and don't just enjoy the ride I feel like you know you kind of lose some of it um well even even in number four there's like a there's this huge fight with axes yes yes like in a rave (laughs) and everybody was just like dancing 
like nothing's happening. It is like, yeah, okay, whatever. People are, people are being murdered. Just, it's a Tuesday. I think one of the cool things about John Wick, and I think, you know, why it is the better, and like you guys have said, like the, you know, the best action franchise out there right now is because it is so consistent, even in that number three, you know, you're still kind of promised this, like these intense stunts, these really well choreographed and put together um, action scenes. And I think it delivers that in every, in in every entry. And I think, um, you know, I think that's, that's why people maybe keep going to see them again. It's just like, it's brutal. It's, it's, it's fun, but like, you know, you can, just be amazed at all this stuff going on um I think as far as you know it's it's a hard thing though I think I think the matrix like has more maybe like maybe more cultural uh like legs I want to say like it just has pop you know popped out into the mainstream of the world but I think the John Wick franchise is just so much of a better so much better storytelling just throughout all of them um and I really want to talk to you guys about the Matrix Four. I really want to ha- have a, a podcast about that. So we'll figure out how we can do it. Yeah, we can say that there's only Matrix One and Matrix Four. Nothing. <laughs> if uh, if uh, our wonderful, amazing boss Lizzie hears this, and she will, please give us permission. <laughs> give us permission. You know. Yeah, with- I, I propose. That we talk about every single Keanu Reeves project there is. Vic, you you say that, no. but it's funny because you mentioned Constantine and you mentioned Speed, and you know I'm thinking in my head, well, Keanu has that he has done a lot of stuff, and not just, um, not just John Wick, not just The Matrix, but like Constantine, Speed, um, The Lake House, which is my I personally yeah, enjoyed that Bill, movie Bill, a lot. Bill and, and Ted, Ted, right? He's Bill Ted Logan, Ted goes, yeah. like, and most recently. Cyberpunk. Ah, oh. uh, yeah, Cyberpunk is good. Yeah, that's a great, great game. I think very buggy, very buggy game, but a great game. <laughs> I, I don't want to say anything bad about Cyberpunk because I know people who work on it. So we love <laughs> so you, they, Cyberpunk. We 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 appreciate you. We love we love you, once and all, Cyberpunk. We love you. Exactly. I live 25 minutes from the main office, so, so I'll pop up <laughs> and say it to them. Well, I, I would be very happy if they were listening because that's wonderful. Um, yeah. Okay, so we talked, we, we got into some specifics, but I want to get even into even um, like some personal things for you guys. What? How did you get into the John Wick franchise? At this point, it's like it's nine years old, but it's been in development since what, 2011? Um, like what? were you late to the franchise what like what is the first movie you saw when did you know oh my gosh i need to see all of the things um what was it so, for you this was like back in 2013 like when they first started doing the advertising mm-hmm. i think people forget there was a time like a very small window of time where Keanu Reeves was kind of not not a thing anymore. Yep. Yeah, he did Matrix 3, and then he kind of had like this series of misfires. At 47 like he, Ronin, the, the yeah. Tai Chi movie, like there were some a couple yeah. things. 
I kind of like the Tai Chi movie. I kind of like that one. Oh. But, but nobody, nobody watched it, you know? Um, yeah, I, I kind of enjoyed it. It's corny, but I kind of enjoyed it. Then, um, out of nowhere, a preview drops. And mm-hmm. it shows Keanu Reeves, you know, getting a dog. That dog dies. No. In the, tra- in, the tra- in, the, in the trailer, it's in the, tra- it's in the trailer. It's in the preview. The dog dies. <laughs> you know what to expect, unlike House of Cards, and, where your heart yeah. breaks. And automatically, you're like, yes, I got to go to the movie and see everybody get killed. <laughs> I need this. I need this in my life. I'm going next week. <laughs> I'm going to be on, like, it. It was the perfect movie trailer for a thrower. <clears throat> any death in the movie is automatically justified because they got the puppy. So yeah, that's that's how I got into it. Um, the rest is history. So anyway, Vic, I'll uh, I'll give you the floor. I'm sorry. Yeah, no problem. Uh, the first time I saw John Wick was in high school when I was sick, and was I think it was 2015 or 16. Okay. I don't remember exactly, but I was in my bed with my laptop, and I was, I have, I had huge, huge fever, and I thought it's time to watch something because I don't want to do anything. And I found John Wick, and I was like, ah, let's give it a chance. Can is there? And wow, it was so funny. I mean, there were all those minor actors. I don't I don't want to disrespect anyone, but let oh okay, less popular actors. Okay, <laughs> it's better. And you know whose careers I, have, you know Yeah, exactly. Were yeah, reinvigorated, was, I guess. Yeah, there was Keanu, there was Tion Greyjoy, there was Ian McShane, there was this guy from Billions, <laughs> there was uh Paul Giamatti, Little Show. Sidekick. Yeah, and and he was in Daredevil. Also, he was he played Wesley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I know these guys, but they're they're not popular. Budget of this movie is not as big as I and I as I spoke as I as I as I expected. And I thought, okay, let's watch it. And it was so funny. I uh, I really enjoyed it, and I so I realized there's a second part coming soon on the VOD on the streaming. So I waited for about a week, I think, and then I the f- the first day it dropped, I watched it, and and that's how it started. What's sad is that I didn't have the any op- any opportunity to watch it in theaters, all four parts, unfortunately, because I would really enjoy watching part four on the big screen, you know, the scenes in Japan, uh, especially. So yeah, watching Hiroki Sanada on the big screen is is my guilty pleasure was it not in um was was the fourth one not in theaters or it was but i but i was you know had exams oh i had to learn and when i passed them surprise surprise generally wasn't anymore in the cinemas because there was a very short there's a short yeah i know that the release windows for some of the things overseas i guess are very very like I think that was a problem yeah. with Blue Beetle. Didn't you tell us that 
or am I thinking of somebody else? Two weeks, right? So if you didn't see it. Yeah, they already, I think it was, in Poland, it was only three weeks in cinemas. So, yeah, it's sad, but what can you do? That's a hard thing. But, and I feel like I have to mention this, Vic, I'm sorry. You did see The Flash a couple hundred times in theaters. So, like, you you made up for it. And And at home. and at home oh no I didn't even ask um why do you guys think that you know people like this series so much why we talk about superhero fatigue especially because our site covers you know Marvel movies we covered DC now I imagine we're going to cover even more DC with the whole um expanding world of the new DC studios with James Gunn is there John Wick fatigue there do you think that's a thing no, not even a little bit. Um, I don't want another one to come out. I know there's they're talking about making a five. I don't I don't want them to do it. I watched a little bit of the behind the scenes this week, and they they said they approached it like a like a graphic novel, you know, kind of like very comic like and. I think the combination of it being an action film and kind of fantasy, there's mm-hmm. a very fantasy element to it mm-hmm. that makes it appeal to more than just the standard bro movie, you know? It's slicker and, uh, in some ways. Yeah. And, I mean, God, everybody loves Guyana. He's just, I mean, he's just, despite his character being a little bit (laughs) like of a just dark, um, there's something incredibly infectious about Mm -hmm. about Keanu. Kind of like Robert Robert Downey Jr. Mm -hmm. So often. Um, That's just why I think. I think it's really interesting that you mentioned Keanu's personal appear appeal because he does have like there there is this magnetism there is this charm and you know it's joked about on the internet but there are like thousands of stories of him just being like a good person and not this overinflated ego dude that yeah and I think that contributes to it right you want to see the movie succeed you want to see him personally succeed and an amazing dude. I mean, like they were talking about um, some of the stunts that he does. Like he does um, 95% of the stunts in the film. Like it was it's like a fall. He doesn't do the falls and stuff like that. But they talk about how like he bleeds with the other stunt. He goes out there works just as hard as everybody else and it's I just think like people feel feel that it comes across in the movie you know when you when you put love into your work you know it kind of shows so I mean yeah it was like I said it's not just your typical it's not your typical like Schwarzenegger Mm-hmm. And Stallone, like testosterone kind of film, where it's like 
only your dad can like it, you know. <laughs> There's an emotional core, I think, that motivates him, right? Because the whole, he's retired when we first meet him, at, you know, in this first movie, right? And like you said, in the trailer, you know, poor Daisy the Beagle, you know, gets it. But there's this backstory with his, um, there's this really um, big emotional core with his wife, Helen. And, you know, that that kind of is like the foundation for everything moving forward. And it's paid off even in the very end, which I'd love to talk about, you know, a chapter four. Vic, why do you think, um, you know, John Wick has had this enduring appeal? Well, I think the the first thing that brings people to the cinemas is Keanu, of course. Like, this dude went through some really bad shit in his life and people know about it. And when they see him, well, they see a person who's broken but doesn't show it. And I think that's kind of inspiring to the world. And, well, <laughs> I think that... Not talking about Keanu anymore, but... that. One last thing I want to mention about him is that when you watch John Wick, it feels like it's a movie about Keanu. Like, mm. you feel exactly what happened in his life that happens in the movie. So, this happening in this movie. So, so yeah, so that's kind of kind of both scary and interesting to me. But the next thing is the, the realism in this movie because they try to make those movies as realistic as they can. Like, when they do the fights, they hire people who know this stuff, who know how this works, how what's the most efficient way to reload the magazine in the weapon uh, in this situation. Uh, there's a scene, I don't remember if it's in the first or the second, when they shoot in, when they're shooting each other in the water. Like, they have to get really close for the gun to work, and... It's really funny, but it's so realistic that people who go to watch this movie in the theater, they feel it. And there's no there's no fall, fake uh, fake CGI, fake uh, visual effects to, you know, to make it more, I don't know how to say it, more edgy, more, more I don't know, more, more feel like an action movie with Schwarzenegger or with Stallone, but to feel it like it's down to earth realistic movie so yeah so i think that's what what that's what really helps those movies and i don't think there's any anything else of course the cast but <laughs> but i think that keanu and the realism are the most two most important things in those movies and of course puppies um so so we we alluded to this a little bit and about this fourth movie what um like where did what did you guys think specifically? What um, what are your, what was your favorite thing about this fourth movie, or what was something that um maybe didn't quite didn't quite hit for you? Vic, I've already seen it a thousand times, so I'm gonna let you take take the floor on this one first, man. I saw it only one time, <laughs> which is weird. Oh, okay, yeah, but. I really like the diversity in this movie because okay. they show all those different continentals uh, or different hotels as we like and each one of them has its own um, I don't know you can really feel this co cultural uh, theme that it represents and I really liked it I really loved uh, Donnie Yen's character and mm -hmm. 
Oh, and that's Kane, right? Or Crane? Okay, uh, I think Kane, yeah. Yeah, Kane. Yeah. Uh, and showing that he found his way out, but it had its price. And it's kind of really, really mysterious character because we don't know about him that much as it was shown in the movie because there's a whole uh i don't know if it was 20 or 30 years of his past as an assassin and i think that's a really big potential for another spin-off but yeah there's also a ballerina coming up so so 2024 right if it doesn't get moved and i want to talk about spin-offs later because there's some stuff coming up yeah i think that john wick 4 works because it's a movie that's supposed that was it was supposed to close everything, you know, to finish the John Wick story. But I'm not a really big fan of making the John Wick five because it had the four part had a perfect ending, and I don't know what they want to do next. Because resurrecting John Wick spoiler uh, <laughs> is not a perfect way to do it. I had another ending in mind where he doesn't die, but uh, and he finally. L- lives with his puppy with a car and there's doors are closed and there's no way back for him but yeah but just the husky had something else in mind so so, i want to get to what you think too but i want to jump on what vic is saying real quick because originally there was a different ending um i think that there was an ending that there, chad stalski the director told um empire magazine that there was like another ending where John was at again spoilers in the end of the movie instead of just the gravestones um and that seems very non-cliffhangery and very different than what ended up in theaters yeah definitely I think keeping John Wick alive was for me at least the better way to to finish his story to show that his fight you know there are movies where you have a main character who fights and all that and in the end he has to die like there's no other way out for him and i really didn't want this to didn't want this for john like he was a really good character that didn't deserve all of this and he stayed out of this business and it wasn't his fault that he got brought back like it was tion greater's (laughs) actor's character in the first movie who decided to you know to fight John Wick the Baba Yaga and if it wasn't for him John Wick would stay retired he would still be retired retired so so yeah so he's a I I don't know if you'll agree with me but John Wick is a really tragic character. Don what do you think what was the best thing or moments that really were great for you or what was um something that you didn't necessarily love? Or any, well, or jumping onto anything Vic said. Yeah, I'm well, first Vic. I, I want to say I'm sorry. I, I thought you did see it a lot. Um, it was the flash that, that he, it was the yeah. flash that he saw like a hundred so times. So. My, my, my apologies on that one. No, but uh, no, no <clears throat> so, um, guys, I, I think I talked about it. We talked about it on the podcast before. You know, I went to a, I went to a press screening for it back in February, March, something like that. And I did not like 
read up on anything about what I was getting into. Mm-hmm. Um, I was indifferent. Uh, number three, kind of like Vic was saying, like I enjoyed it. I thought it was good, but I was just like, you know, strong with it, I'm for. I'm sure we'll be good. I thought I, I, I thought I was there for two hours. I thought I was there for two hours. Movie starts at seven. We we burn our phones on. It's ten oh five. What like what in the John Wick hell just <laughs> happened? You know, um, there are scenes in this movie that are so meticulous, so long, so detailed in their choreography. I mean, like, I mean, the first action scene is like 20 to 25 minutes long. And it just, it goes from like, Keanu fighting in like, just like normal guys in a suit, to Mm -hmm. him fighting these like SWAT team guys, to him fighting Kane. And the amount of work that I had to go into that. I've, just for um, <clears throat> for transparency, I made a Kung Fu movie before. Oh. Like, like a long time ago. It's terrible. It's terrible. I want to see it. But, I, this is... But it, this... But it's, yeah, it's all. It's all. But it is the amount of work that goes into that into staging the scene it's hard it's very difficult and it's imp- and guys oh my gosh the cinematography mm-hmm. can we please talk about the cinematography like the way every every shot looks the light the lights Oh my gosh. This was Jonathan Salea or Sela, right? He was a cinematographer on it. Whoever he is, he's amazing. (laughs) Just amazing. Amazing. Oh no, he was um, the first one. I'm sorry, guys. Like, you know, um, when when he's fighting Kane and all those people in that room, there's like lights that are pulsating in the background. Just like, it's so beautiful. It's so. It's such a beautiful action movie. I was thinking last night when I was like finishing it, what my film critic circle would say if I nominated John Wick 4 in the top five of the best films of the year. Oh. Because like it really, it's such a gorgeous movie. It's so gorgeously shot. Yeah, the acting, you know, hit or miss, but I think it still remains my top out of the year. Beautiful film, beautiful action film. I just, I could go on forever. I'm going to stop. So. Yeah, definitely. It was a really beautiful movie. I mean, the scenes, uh, as I mentioned, in Japan, I really love the Asian culture and what they shown was really beautiful. Like you have those perfect balance of colors, perfect perfect color grading, the saturation. Oh, it, it's that's just, what I'm saying. Yeah. 
And the cinematographer, Dan Lauston. Sorry, guys. Dick gets it. He understands it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's great. It's just, it's kind of like a, uh, into the Spider-Verse where you just mm-hmm. like take, take a frame and just make it a poster on your wall. It's just how beautiful the frame looks. I mean, everything is just lit. I just, yeah, I mean, I could do this forever, guys. I really can. Yeah, I mean, so, just, I think... just take a look at the recent uh, Disney, Plus, Disney Plus Star Wars series Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. It's like the episode five showed us one of, I think it showed us one of the most beautiful scenes in Star Wars history. And I would say that even oh, wow. in the, you know the pop cultural scenery area, whatever you want to call it, and I personally think that because I watched a lot of movies, I'm not, but I'm not a professor or anything. But I think that I'm just fun, just I'm just a normal fan, just like you. But I think that camera work, the scenery, the music, those things that people don't think about are. One of the most important things, mm-hmm. you know, beyond the cast and all that. So when people watch the movie, they think about, you know, how those people acted, like ooh, what was the sense of this movie, what was the story, but they very rarely think about how the, how good the music was, uh, how good scenes looked, and uh, how good was the choreography, because um, I think it was like five, six years ago when I decided to, you know, to watch movies only with the original uh, audio and English subtitles, because <laughs> spoiler, I was watching those with either with Polish dub or the Polish subtitles. Uh, and back then I stopped, you know, stopped reading subtitles and I started to focus on the on the movie itself or as, as the series. And I started to, you know, to notice those different micro things that were uh, in those projects and I think that the more you watch a movie the more you start to appreciate it like for example if you watched Tron Legacy for 50 times uh, <laughs> just like me then you know then with each rewatch you notice more and more things and mm-hmm. it makes the movie experience better each time so so yeah, so that's like, so I think that's what John Wick is like. Like, if you rewatch it, uh, then you start to notice more and more things that help you with the next, uh, the next rewatches or the next part. It's, you know, it's funny because more. because these things that are the movie magic, right? That you both have have um, keyed on to aren't aren't magic. It's like like you said, John. It's just you know you know from making your movie that it takes tremendous coordination planning everything under the sun to execute this just like one one sequence in a short film I just like I'm in awe of the just the skill that goes into making these movies look so seamless and you know pulling it off like there's it's it's incredible and it's something that I think um when it's when it doesn't quite work people are very quick to comment on it and we, we see that a lot with the superhero thing, but, you know, when it is just so skillful, like with John Wick chapter four, um, you know, it doesn't necessarily get the love that it should. Cause it, you know, you mentioned even that your critics org might 
you know, might be kind of iffy on nominating on, you know, your nomination for that. But I mean, I mean, they may not. I'm just, I just, I had a thought while like rewatching it. I was like, man, this is my first year in the circle, and I'm deeply considering walking in there as a professional and going, guys, I'm John McBoer, you know. It's everybody, a fair point. Yeah, everybody is going to be like, you know, talking about. You know, something like uh, I don't know, like the the next like Noah Bombach movie, or mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm just gonna be like, you know, John John the Border. <laughs> um, if I may, I wanna you know just follow up on one of the big points. <clears throat> you was talking about King, and um, you know, I'm I'm in a wheelchair, and I think it's the coolest. Thing to see like uh to see what character part of my brain kicking so much ass mm-hmm. on the screen and doing it with assistive devices like one of the like coolest characters I've seen like captured on on the main screen. I hope that they do. Give him a spinoff. He deserves spinoff. I want that to be John McFive. <laughs> That's what I want. I don't need any more of this. I want that. And to follow up on, on the ending, a friend of mine joked that the end of it, like the, the sequel could be like John Wick fighting his way through hell. Oh. Some Dante like, stuff going on. Yeah, like like, like a <laughs> yeah, kind of like Constantine and like crossover. So anyway, I think had to give it. so. The ending, you know, I think that would be that's like perfect. That would be a perfect spinoff, right? And that would be so meaningful. And I just based on that ending, um, so I would be excited to see that. I think that could work, um. All right, so I know we're starting to run into time and we still have so much more to talk about. Um, so you guys have seen all the films. I just want to check in and just see. So I'm going to go, you know, quick between the both of you. I'd like to know your your rankings for them, you know, most favorite to least favorites. And if you want, you can say why, but you don't necessarily have to. It's up to you. Me or you, which one, big? What, what you got? I'm gonna say four, one, two, three. I I go I I go the same thought. Yeah, same thing. Four, okay. one, two, three. I'm um, very similar to you guys. I have four, one, three, two. Three, so two. It's, uh, yeah, four, three, two. it's it's just that ending because I I I like a lot of three. You know, there's that scene that um, the antique shop scene that just kind of blew my mind with the knives and like this is the coolest scene like I've seen. It's a great scene. It's a great scene. Yeah, all those scenes are great. I mean, uh, do you remember the scene with Ruby Rose in the John Wick 2 when they're just fighting uh, and they're just using uh, the sign language to communicate and <laughs> I think that's really nice but uh, I'm gonna 
elaborate what I meant by for one to free cast. I mean four, and there's some other products, 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 and one to three. Because uh, when you compare uh, June Week four to the other parts, it's like it's the highest quality, and it's like let's say ten out of ten, and June Week one to three, they're like five six out of ten, but they're still good, but not that good. Because when you look at it, John Wick 4 is like the ultimate John Wick movie that has the biggest budget, biggest, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to say it. Uh, well, at least the biggest amount of work went into making it when it, when it compared to the previous parts. So, so yeah, so it's that big <laughs> above the other parts. That's why they don't need to make a number five. It is like, how do you top that? Yeah, it's just like Gladiator sequel. Yeah, you you just don't. (laughs) I have so many questions about the Gladiator sequel, and I love, like, I remember so clearly, this is getting off topic, seeing Gladiator in theaters, like, I was so excited. I had just finished an AP exam in history, and I was going to, like, one of my first R movies, and it's one of my favorite movies. I don't know where they go from there. Yeah, I mean... If the final scene of June Week was like the ending of Gladiator, I would be very happy. <laughs> like it would have been cliche, but it would have worked. Like John Wick through the fields of of wheat. No, more like right. his house, seeing his wife and uh, and the dog she gave him, and <laughs> it would have been so emotional. But instead, we've got the grave scene with Winston saying you goodbye my son in Russian even though he wasn't his son uh, it was so weird but I'm not gonna say anything bad about, about this movie because it was so good yeah but... his, uh, his son that he shot in number three you know pretty good son yeah <laughs> that you shot do you yeah. guys think um, so there's been a lot of talk with John Wick you know and it being original do you guys think that there are any crossovers with any other original action franchises that you want to see i know there was talk about um weirdly like a james bond crossover and that's apparently how halle berry got in the third one like she was such a fan uh, that hurts my head i don't know <laughs> i mean like james james bond i feel like or a tom- and there's also Atomic Blonde. You know, there are so many other universes that there could be. Atom- I don't know. Atomic Blonde could work only because, like, that's, I think it's David Leach that did that movie. And he has the Leech. company with Keanu, right? That some Or with yeah. Chad St- Stahelski, I think. Yeah, correct. And yeah. they both did the first one. And it kind of, like... Has the, it has the same flavor as like John Wick, and it's like ah oh, man. But when you throw like spies in there, and gadgets, oh, you turn. When you throw spies and gadgets in there, <laughs> it just I don't know, man. Like James Bond, it might just be me. James Bond hasn't really like been. My cup of tea, tea lately. I feel like uh, it's kind of like just a tad bit past its expiration date, just a little bit. 
And they haven't found a way to like make that franchise different and new in a while. Mm-hmm. Well, well, since um, <clears throat> since Casino Royale, that is. So, Where Daniel and, Craig made his debut, yeah. right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I just, uh, I don't know. Leave, leave John Wick, just leave John Wick alone. Leave, leave him where he's at. Are you saying that James Bond couldn't use a Kevlar suit? <laughs> uh, I'm saying either bring Idris Elba on or, or don't do it at all. <laughs> it's, I don't know if you've seen this movie, but it's called Nobody, and it's John Wick, but with Bob Odenkirk. Oh, yes. No, I love that, this movie. Yeah, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. It, and it's and I, I am overruled. Yeah. It was and it was written by the same guy who wrote John Wick yeah, too, right, yeah, Derek Colstad? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. And I still think that it's the same universe. <laughs> <laughs> I still believe it, because you know, there's there's too much, too too many similar things to John Wick that you know that you can call it a parody, you can call it a poor John Wick version, but for me, it's the same universe and. And that really works. And it's it's a movie like what would have what would have happened if John Wick got his happy ending <laughs> and put <laughs> out. Yeah. Yeah, but it's funny, yeah. Mm, also I read there's a old TV series from nineteen seventy-nine called I think it's Warriors. Oh. And it was sad and it's probably sad in the same universe as John Wick, but I don't know if it's any anything, you know. I've, uh, solid. I've <laughs> never heard of it. that, but I think it's a really great transition to the John Wick's TV series that is is happening. Um, so I haven't seen the trailer. I've kind of been checked out with this. Um, it's coming out soon. It's called The Continental, and it has it stars or it, it's obviously about the Continental, you know, which is big in the John Wick universe. You know, there are these hotels that are safe havens. Um, pretty freaking important and it stars mel gibson um are you guys going to watch this what are your thoughts <laughs> uh, um no That's I, um, yeah no i mean like uh and it's previewing uh, in like three days it comes out i think so the 22nd of september yeah hopefully. i mean uh, i mean like you know did you know the decision to put him in the movie has been like the one thing that makes me go why? Mm-hmm. Why now I now I've been told that um he plays like a bad guy, like he's not very likable. Yeah, he plays so he plays the similar character to who Clancy Brown played in John Week Four. Is it the same guy or is it just no, like, no, no? Uh, I think it's a different character, but you know the professional that it's all similar. I yeah, think. I mean, he's I, like I this villainous you. kingpin dude, right? Yeah, yeah, he's a very, very bad guy, which I think is kind of the appeal. You don't like Mel Gibson? I don't. Uh, I. It makes me tired to like think about it. You know, I'm like. Yeah, it's like somebody is saying to me, like, hey, um, I'm going to this concert, but, you know, Kanye West is going to be the backup singer. 
He's not the main, not the main singer, but he's the backup singer. Like, well, why? What? What does he have to do background vocals? Can he just not be background vocals? I think that's fair too, because you know, there's obviously there've been lots of controversies and horrible things um, in in Mel Gibson's past, and it's interesting if there will um, like depress viewership. Whereas Keanu's, you know, being a good human has made people want to watch the franchise. It'll be interesting to see what happens there. I think we might actually be close to time, even though we could go on for for more and more. Yeah, I'm um, just gonna say quickly that uh, I'm gonna watch it when oh, sorry. the all the all episodes will be available not week by week, uh, and also the last good Mel Gibson, uh, the the last good role of Mel Gibson was in Father Stew, and before that it was Little Weapon, <laughs> like it's a third year difference. So, so yeah, I, I'm not a big fan of Mel Gibson, but when when he acts really, really good, I I really don't have a heart to, you know, to not say it because in Father's Two his role was really perfect. He almost played himself <laughs> in 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 a way, but yeah, but but yeah. It's Mel Gibson, so 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 let's not say too many good things about him. I will happily read over a uh I don't know, um spark notes about oh. the show mm-hmm. and go from there you know i'm sure so. someone's gonna do an edit without like without... yeah like a very fine recap that doesn't have anything <laughs> involving Mel Gibson. anyway well it's been a pleasure talking with you both about john wick and i hope we get to talk on a podcast again soon I'm Isla Ruby, and this has been episode 41, somehow, of The Cosmic Circle, the official podcast for thecosmiccircus.com. I know we mentioned it earlier, but where can people find you besides on our amazing little website? Uh, hi, bye. I was vague. You can find <laughs> me at Eridexalke on Twitter and Eridex on Blue Sky. And remember, wait for every Ken Reeves movie. There's, there's still in the future... Because, you know, it's Keanu. You just, you just can't go to the theater and don't watch Keanu Reeves' movie. You just can't. Just love Keanu. Love Constantine. Love whatever. Bye-bye. <laughs> and I was John Dotson. Uh, you can find me at, at John Movie Watch on Twitter. Um, I'm on Blue Sky, but you'll have to find me somehow. And uh, yeah, bye-bye. And I'm Isla Ruby. You can find me on Twitter. I don't know, whatever it's called. That that thing that used to be the bird app uh, T on T-U-L-A-N rights. Um, and I can't wait to talk to you guys again soon. You can find all of us at thecosmiccircus.com. Bye-bye. <laughs>